0: All right, welcome back to the YSG podcast. And I had an idea for today's podcast. I was trying to figure out what our first podcast, not counting the intro would be, and also getting Joel on the podcast, who is the business expert of the three of us. So what I wanted to do was kind of go through the steps that we went building our company, uh, the first client you had, which was Empower, which was Joel. Um, and then how it evolved into what it is. And then Joel, as we kind of go along, you could tell us the steps people should take and consider during those stages. Do you want to start off kind of where this all began? Because we have your history in the intro. So from your history working at agencies kind of led to like you working with Joel, working with Empower, and then the idea of creating a company out of it. So where was like the beginning?
1: So I started kind of dabbling into the freelance world when I was working at Sinclair Broadcast Group. um, I started doing social media for Empower uh, based out of Baltimore, and
2: I started with their Twitter account,
1: helping them out there, um, and then it grew a little bit more into Instagram, Facebook, um, and now I I run it fully, which is awesome. Um, Started there, and then I kept with them, obviously, for a long time because we're still with them now. But, you know, kind of leading up to me leaving Sinclair and my next job at GKV, I started taking on some more clients, um, you know, in that time frame through referrals and, and things along those lines, which was really great. And then it just kind of spiraled into, you know, I would be at work all day and then I'd go home and I'd work all night. Um, so I started realizing that it was something that needed more of my attention as opposed to just, um, you know, my, my partial attention, if you will. Um, so it became something where I just decided that I needed to leave uh, my nine to five so that I could focus on my clients and growing the company a little bit more. And here we are.
0: All right. So I guess then the main part is like, Joel, in the beginning, the first thing Megan is really doing would be freelancing because a company didn't exist yet. Um, which is you know, how I started in photo and video too was just doing freelance work before I developed a company. But what do you think when someone like wants to start freelancing and starts and wants to start getting paid by a company for the first time, um, you know, whether it be 1099 or whatever, what's the first thing they should do?
2: Um, well, there's a, there's a couple of different, um, ways to, there's a couple of things you should do and a couple of things you can do. Um, uh, I think the best advice I could give to anyone who is going to go out there and say, you know, I want to be a freelancer and I just want to do my own thing and start getting paid to do my own thing is just to go and start doing that. Um, There's going to be some bumps in the road as you're heading towards whatever you're going to be doing, but I would say immediately just start getting paid. You know That's what Megan did. She immediately went out and started saying, well, I'm going to do this and I'm going to get paid for doing this. And that gives you the ability as an individual trying to get paid for what you want to do as an independent contractor uh, to avoid um, a lot of paperwork and a lot of things that can be confusing for someone who's never done it before and to get a a feel for how much you really do want to do it and how much you really are enjoying it because I wouldn't want to tell anybody hey you should go out there and start opening LLCs and you know getting contracts and writing all these things up Uh, and then you spend all the the front end time getting that prepared and then you start doing it a little more to try and get paid for it and you find oh shit you know this isn't as much fun as I thought it was and now you've you've probably wasted some money and some time. Uh, and what I would say is, is first step is just do it. Start doing it. Um, and make sure that you do have a 1099 filled out that you're going to give to whoever's pay- or get from whoever's paying you at the end of the year. Um, so you'll, you'll give them a W9, you'll get a 1099 at the end of the year. That, that is one step I'd say in that process. If somebody's paying you. Make sure you have a W-9 on file with them. Make sure you're going to get a 1099 from them at the end of the year. That's going to make your taxes a lot easier in tracking payments. And, yeah, and yeah, of course- Yeah, 1099
0: is just a simple one-sheeter.
2: Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, track your payments. Make sure you're keeping track of who's paying you what. And don't assume all that money you just get to keep and put in your bank account and go spend on whatever you want to spend it on because you do have to pay taxes on that. When you have a job with someone else, the employer- if you're W two with that person, it's going to keep seven point six five percent of your pay from them. That's going to go towards uh, payroll taxes. As an independent contractor, as a self employed individual, you're responsible for covering that extra seven point six five percent at the end of the year. Uh, so you need to be careful yes. that you're just you're so safety wise fun. put
0: aside like ten percent for taxes. What was that? So like safety wise, like put aside like ten percent for taxes, just yeah. in case. Yeah, exactly. Wrong or something.
2: I would say to be safe, put aside 15%. put aside fifteen percent. Put aside fifteen percent of what you're making uh, for taxes, and you're probably going to pay a little bit more than that. But that's going to be your self employment tax, uh, and you need to make sure that you're you're reserving for your self employment tax. Um, and once you're out there making money and, and moving along, and, and you're feeling good about it, you're having fun, and you're getting more and more clients, then I would say, yeah, you, you want to start an LLC. If it's just you, you're going to start an LLC as a sole proprietor, which is a single member LLC. Uh, That's going to give you the ability to formalize uh, the entity that you're doing business within. It's going to give you a little bit more protection um, from, you know, a variety of things that we we won't get into today. But uh, it'll also then kind of let you say you want to do business as as an actual company name, right? You can... um, Make that LLC, which is pretty easy to do. You get a lot of um, companies online or a lot of places online that will help you do it. And you can do it for free if you're willing to do it on your own. Uh, and then you can uh, set up a, a DBA with a doing business as. So you can have an LLC as a sole proprietor and then be doing business as, you know, whatever name you feel like doing business as. One, two, three, I'm cool. Um, and you That know, website's
0: not taken. You should get on that.
2: <laughs> uh, but. You know, from there, that's going to get you a good place to grow from, um, you know, and I, I'm not a lawyer. I'm not, a you know, someone who does that for a living. So you'd want to get some legal advice eventually, but that's going to cost you a little bit of money. So that's why you want to make sure you're doing this and you're enjoying this. Uh, and there's a lot of free advice online. I'd recommend to everybody go up and get as much free advice from legal websites online as you can. A lot of people like helping individuals who are just starting out. Uh, and then as you're rolling, you're going to want to hire somebody for, you know, a little bit to help you get things in that formal area uh, put together. Uh, and, and that's going to make you look a little more professional and give you a little more weight when you go and try and get even more clients. So you know, you'll have the resume of clients and you'll start to have this kind of professional image and, and all the rest. You know, is that answering some of that question? I know there's there's a lot more we could go into with this as you're sort of building up your brand and building up. Yeah, the brand, no, that, you know, the person.
0: that's, that's more what I was saying. I was trying to think of the steps Megan and I took and, and that covers it. I mean, from being 1099 through empower in the beginning. And then, uh, so I filed an LLC using LegalZoom. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's the best option. It was just the option I used at the time. Um, and they it's filed a, it for me in Mal- in Maryland and they did everything for me.
2: Yeah. It's a perfectly fine option. We've, I've used legal zoom before. Uh, I, I think it's really good. I think you can get it done for, uh, for less money than LegalZoom charges just to file the paperwork for the LLC, but it, it's, it takes a little, a little bit of extra effort to do it. So a lot of people do that. I've done it. There's nothing wrong with it at all. Um, you know, there so are After ways... going through the
0: steps with like what? Sorry, I mean, I was saying, after going through the steps of YSG through LegalZoom, I decided just to file the LLC for Keep It Snowing, the clothing yeah. company we started doing. Right. I just did it myself through like the Maryland portal and it was yeah. so much easier than I thought it would be.
2: Yeah, it's super simple. Yeah, and even if you and there's no wait time, if you drive in uh to, to whichever kind of regional, you know, um city or state office or, or county office or whatever office is going to be nearby you, you can go in and file in person and you get it done pretty quick. Um, but you know, in in putting all of those things together, it's one of the best pieces of advice I was ever given about dealing with. Simple legal documents like something like an articles of organization or an operating agreement um, that I like to to remind people of is plagiarism is perfectly fine and highly recommended <laughs> when it comes to legal documents. Uh, no one is gonna you're not in college anymore. You're not gonna lose you know credit if you if you plagiarize a document. Um, and I I go in and I borrow things all the time. Uh, and when I've gone to to make another LLC uh, for, for my projects, um, I, I borrow all the language from the operating agreements and for the articles organization. Now, if you have multi-member LLCs and they aren't your wife, or maybe if they are your wife, um, <laughs> the operating agreement becomes a little more important because uh, that's where you're going to start putting things like buyout agreements and Kind of how it all is orchestrated and what's expected of people. Yeah, per- percentage uh, the, of ownerships and stuff. Uh, partnership and how you're going to be acting and who's doing what and, and all the rest. So that document can become pretty important, Uh especially if things go south. If you ever get into a situation where things go bad, you want to be able to look at that document and say, "What are my options and how can I can I kind of navigate them?" But again, not not something we probably have to get into today.
0: No, no, I was just wondering to like the basic steps that people should take to protect themselves is the main part of it. You know, obviously in the beginning, everything in writing, you know, get some kind of invoice system together ahead of time. And like, like you said, I mean, we can talk about like working for free in its own podcast in the beginning. Um, and like how people feel about it, especially as creatives too. But I mean, you're right before you go through all these steps that we talked about, you want to try it first. You know, even if you get paid a little bit by a friend or family like Megan did, um and then decide if you want to go down the road of filing an llc and our, you know at all the different steps you need and and legal paperwork you have to get assembled and it's expensive too it's an investment at some point
2: yeah well and it should be you know it's it should never be something you're not willing to put something into uh you know that's why you're doing it that's why you're going out and, and really Putting a lot of work in, I mean, it's, you're, you're generally putting in a lot more hours working for yourself than you are working for someone else. And at first it doesn't, it doesn't pay off. Um, but in the long run, it is, it is absolutely worth doing. If you love doing what you are, what you are doing.
0: And I would say like, I know we mentioned legal zoom, but I would say if you're looking for something um, and you use it too, QuickBooks is an awesome resource for Megan and I. Mm-hmm. Super organized. I, it's a monthly charge, but I don't think it's that much. I think it's like ten bucks a month or something. Yeah. Um, all of our invoices are through it; they're all paid through it, um, and then it helps you get organized for taxes later on. Also,
2: yeah, QuickBooks is an awesome resource. Uh, you guys use a different version than I do, uh, but I, I generally don't do a lot of invoicing for the you know for Empower. Um, so you no, know, I, but I, I've I've used that before. I've seen that before. I think it's a really great resource. There are other options. Outside of QuickBooks to do that sort of thing, but I really think QuickBooks has a, a good hold on uh on that big process. Decoration. Yeah. Uh, what and, do you think, Megan, for
0: like tools that have helped us grow and stay organized? What's your favorite one? Basecamp? Trello?
1: Yeah. Um I'm more prone to Basecamp because I've always used it. Trello, I know you seem to like a little bit more. Um, it's more
0: project based
1: yeah i don't i don't I don't dislike Trello, but I just am more like first in basecamp, so that's what I've always always used um pretty much since I've started working professionally, even aside from freelancing um, but I think that's great. I mean, just the social media tools are like a whole nother podcast worth of of stuff, so yeah, and this
0: is more just general like starting your own thing, working for yourself, the things that the tools we use that helped us get to where we are now Yeah, It's definitely what I was focused on. Um
1: Well, and those I ones you're talking about though.
2: are like, uh, like organizational tools, right?
0: Yeah. It's, yeah. Just, it's more just like being, I wish I was even more organized with like my files in the beginning and like, you know, when I was just like getting jobs and just kind of throwing things all over the place and like if you're as organized as possible in the beginning, it'll help you later on. So you don't have to like recover from your disorganization in the earlier stages when you're trying to be more serious especially when it comes to finances and even you were asking me some financial questions and like, if I had certain sheets set up and I was just like, I don't know, should I do I have to go back to like 2015 when we started this and like reconcile everything until now?
2: Uh, And you know, I am, I am an advocate of saying you should have a lot of organization in, um, in what you're doing. You should have a lot of clarity in the finances of what you're doing. Um, through QuickBooks, definitely you should have that organized to a certain degree. Um, and there are great courses offered all over the place on how to get a basic knowledge of running QuickBooks, but QuickBooks is only a rear view window. Like that's only telling you what's already happened. Um, and one of the, one of the biggest things that I love, uh, to try and get people into the habit of is to do a 90 day cash flow. You know, you should always be looking. That's what you were trying to set up with us, right? Say that again? You were trying to set that up with us, right? Yeah, yeah, I did. I put that, I put that together for you guys, and we we kind of, you know, lost track of it uh, with all everything else happening in life. with the, but, with the pandemic. Uh, yeah, but I think that <laughs> you know, having a, an outlook ninety days into your future, where you're going to say these are the gigs I know that are coming up, these are the you know uh, invoices that I know are due, these are the things that you know I know are going to be expenses that are coming up in my life. Uh, and you can map them out, e- even if you're just going to write it down on a piece of paper once a week where you're just going to physically do the math. I think that's super important uh, to put together because it's going to let you know, are you heading in a positive or negative direction right now? Are you, you know, at what point are you going to run out of money or at what point are you going to be making that, that, you know, giant paycheck that you've been really hoping to make for a long time? Um, you know, having that projection and that goal put together, that visibility toward that goal put together, is a really big deal. And I, I think it, it not only helps you see the path to it, but it also helps you stay out of trouble if there are things, you know, coming up that you might not be planning for.
0: Yeah, like the world
2: closing. Like the world. Clo- well, I don't think anyone can plan for that. You know, none of us were able to <laughs> put this one together. Yeah, no, for sure.
1: I'd also like to say that having a cat is very important. <laughs>
0: Sophie's on Megan's lap <laughs> laugh right now.
2: <laughs> I have a dog, she's but she's Vader she's Vader. sleeping. She's sleeping on the floor, on her feet.
1: Um, kind of speaking to your point, Joel, from the beginning, and you've said it a couple other times. It's just like the whole like finances of things, and you know, like it's so much work working for yourself versus like someone else. I think it's important, you know, like in the beginning for me, I mentioned it and I kind of touched on it, like working that nine to five job and then coming home and working like, yeah, in the beginning, it's a lot, (laughs) a lot of work and you're going to really have to like bust your butt for it. So even then you're going to feel like you're doing more work, um, because you are, you're working literally all day. Um, and you know, sure. you're going to like feel like you got a lot of money. You're like, I got, you know, my, my nine to five that pays me. And then I got this like side hustle. That's Also paying me, but, you know, make sure you're not going and you're blowing that money because, you know, you are having to set aside things for taxes and and all that stuff as well. But um, before you're able to, like, really take that giant leap of faith and kind of throw caution to the wind almost, if you will, um, which you don't want to, like, totally say that because you're supposed to be preparing yourself, but um, just, like, taking that leap and being like, okay, I'm going to step away from that security of that 9 to 5 job and now I'm going to go – Freelance is great, but it's a little bit of a big step and a scary step. So, you know, making sure that you're preparing yourself by putting even more money aside um, and, and things along those lines is just so key because you are losing that extra guaranteed income as well. Um, so it really teaches you to kind of like hustle and, and prepare yourself and like a whole other element of, of, of stuff you have to think about.
0: I think that leads to like another good, and there's probably no good answer to this either, but this is like, you know, you were working nine to five and then you started freelancing, taking got more and more clients and then a decision had to be made as to which one was staying. It, either you're going to keep freelancing or you had to stop taking clients and just let it be a side hustle and keep your nine to five or leave the nine to five was the other option. Yeah. And I just think like, there's no real way to know when to make the decision, I guess, unless you just like, you you have to know that the freelance jobs are staying consistent um you you have to know that you can cover your bills when you leave the job and of course some yeah, and things I mean, like health insurance and yeah there's so things.
1: many other things you have to take into account like health insurance for me um health dental whatever vision um You're all those get a things spike in bills you didn't have before huh
0: you could get a spike in bills you didn't have before like health insurance
1: yeah. And yeah. then you're, you know, you're using those extra tools and resources to help you organize your business. And like, you're paying for those, those Basecamp accounts and your QuickBooks and you're filing for your LLC and all this other stuff. So yes, it is a lot of money. Um, but if you are considering taking that leap of faith after you know that this is something you've like dabbled into and that you want to do, then I think you should maybe be encouraged to, and this might go against what you guys said, but like applying for that LLC, while you still have that nine to five, if, if, you know it's a, it's a step you're going to take eventually because you do have that, we'll call it extra right now, a little bit of extra income at that point in time. But I don't know that you like ever necessarily know that there's a time. I mean, like when I was getting ready to leave my nine to five, I was thinking about it. And then like, I don't really necessarily know what like the, the breaking point was for me there. Not necessarily even a breaking point, I wouldn't say, but like the, the turning point when I was like, oh this is it. Um, but it just like felt, felt like I knew it had to be done and it felt like the right time for it to be done. Um, but I can't say that there was ever an instance in which I was like, ding right now. Um, so, you know, that's, that's, I don't know. It's something you have to think about. And you have to know that like, if you are going to do this, like, and this may again be a whole other podcast, but if you are going to do this, you're always going to have the opportunity to go back to a nine to five. Um, you know what I mean? Like if it's a company that's well established and you know, they're going to exist, you can go back to that if this doesn't work out for you. As long as
0: you leave on a positive note. Yeah.
1: And I'm not (laughs) saying going back to the same company. I'm saying that you can, you can take these skills. And I think if anything, um, it's super admirable that like you stepped away to pursue something that you're passionate about and It may or may not work out. Hopefully, it works out for everybody, but sometimes it doesn't. So, um, I think if anything, it's a great resume builder. You're still working. Sure, you're not like in an office necessarily in the beginning, but um, you are working. You are still getting that experience. And if anything, I think you're wearing more hats and learning new skills that you may not have had to learn before. So, if anything, it's really helping you grow as a person for sure and a professional.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think it's, it's nothing negative on a resume, for sure, showing that you went off to try to start your own company. Yeah. No. Um, you know, if the worst happens, you decide you don't, you don't want to stick with that and you want to go back to the nine to five, it's always an
2: option. Yeah. It's, it, it's all, it can be a good option. I mean, you can learn a lot and you can show a really great work ethic um, by, by coming out and doing something on your own. And, and, you know, Megan, you made a point earlier, which is, a, I think, a really great point. Uh, that I want to touch on, which is again into setting that that projection out in that budget projection where you're saying you are going to incur some expenses that you weren't incurring when you worked for a corporation or for you know someone else uh, such as health insurance that's a really big one. health insurance can be pretty expensive um, and you're not going to get that covered by anybody else anymore um, you know and then of course all the fees for the 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 things do add up. You know, a $10 a month subscription to QuickBooks sounds small, <clears throat> but if you have 10 subscriptions to things, it's a hundred bucks a month you're spending. Um, yeah, those and, subscriptions
0: that maybe your company was covering and you didn't even think twice about it.
2: Exactly. Yeah, and and those things can be important. They can be very important tools to use because uh, they can really add to your, your imagery, your brand, your productivity, your organization. Uh, you know, at Empower, we have a, a lot of various... Um, Partners that we subscribe to, uh, such as MindBody Online, we use as our CRM. That is, we'd be, we'd be you know, handicapped without it or without some type of CRM that was organizing our clients and doing, uh, you know, our, our, all of our charging and things like that and keeping our client lists organized. Um, we, we subscribe to uh, Constant Contact so that we can organize email lists and send out professional emails to, you know, large lists and large groups of people. Uh, we'd get by without that, but it really adds to our brand and our ability to communicate effectively with all of our, you know, students. Uh, and another one, we have several other, you know, things that we'll work on, um, you know, texting people to get feedback, sending out automated email campaigns in a drip campaign fashion. You know, these things that make us really look like we're more than ultimately a team of three or four people, uh, which is the reality. Yeah. If we're a team of three or four people in that back office. And because we're able to utilize these different tools, we get to look and compete with people like Core Power, who have 200 studios nationwide, and we get to do a lot of the same things that they're doing. Um, and it makes it so that we have we have a little more, um, you know, weight to be able to put ourselves in that local industry.
1: Yeah, and I think like two other things to think about. And you just talking about this real quick, like I have we have a lot of tools that we use and. And yes, they do add up, um, again, like the social media tools, the the photo editing, video editing, all of that stuff. And then like all the equipment, whatever. But aside from that, kind of speaking to like that insurance, yes, that is very expensive to like pay for out of pocket. But also, you know, when I was at another company, um, they had all these things in place, like a 401k and all this other stuff. So retirement uh, plans, you don't. Yeah, I we don't you don't you don't have that when you're you're freelancing or when you're starting your own company initially, say. So it's important that you're also like putting aside money for for that for yourself, which is just like a crazy another thing that you've never had to really think about, um, yeah. other than telling your HR person how much you want to contribute or or something along those lines. So doing that, and then even something else that adds up when you are your own company is think about when you are in that office job. If you need to print something, your printer's there. It's filled with ink and toner and all that stuff and the papers there and then yeah. all the sticky notes you could want and all the pins and paper and binders and folders to keep you organized and all this other stuff yeah. but like the reality is when you're on your own you don't have like a supply closet you can just walk to like you need to like stock up and do all those things so it is you know a big investment in the in the beginning too
2: yeah you you don't really think about the costs that those actually
1: contribute no. to. <laughs> uh,
2: yeah. yeah, and, and, and you
0: for know, the record, I don't want to be—I I don't want this to seem like any of us are discouraging, because obviously we all love freelancing and we love the fact that all of us here started our own company and continued it to, to a point of you know all being successful. Um, but it's those but things like, that you just, might not. Think they're just about. important. They're important things that could be debilitating in the end if you don't think about them. So I'm yeah. not trying to scare anybody to not do it. Just make sure you factor it all in. Yeah, be
1: prepared. Like yeah. I said, when you're when you're still at that office job and you're busting your butt at night, make that list of things that you want or you need if you are planning to start your own company, so that you can maybe use X amount from your paycheck to to make those things happen and make it a steady build, so that when you do make that move, you're secure to some degree versus just. Well, saying t- we'll use. Uh, throwing caution to the wind or taking that leap of faith. I know I say taking that leap of faith all the time very casually, but like I I mean it is a leap of faith to some degree because you do want to um you know, y- you think it's going to work out. You feel secure at that time, but the reality is you gain clients, you lose clients. It's just something that happens. It's a natural progression of things. Um so maybe a better term is before you take that step in your journey. That sounds a little more like cautious as opposed to saying leap of faith. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds well, worth thought out and planned.
2: Yeah, and it's, you know, you were touching on a point earlier that we've, we've talked a couple of times here about it, And I think it's worth driving home, uh, which is when you do step out on your own, suddenly your paycheck looks pretty big if you start to make anything even close to a similar amount of money you were making before. Um, and unless you're planning for and are aware of the costs that you're coming up to later next year, six months from now, um, you could land yourself in trouble. And I think it's important to recognize that. You know, and we've all experienced that in our own ways. We've, uh, you know, had the very important, uh, you know, lessons learned the hard way, uh, kind of experiences. Uh, but you know, I think it's important to to touch on that, Megan, that you were going on before, which is that. If you, if you just look at the amount of money you're making at face value when you're out on your own, it can feel like you're making a lot of money, a lot more money even than you might have been before, because your company previously was you know, doing that kind of savings plan for you. They were taking out for your taxes. They were taking out for your retirement. They were taking out for your health insurance. And those things that now you have to do on your own that suddenly make it look like that paycheck you're getting is way bigger. Uh but actually, it's, it's not. It's maybe the same, maybe even a little lower, because you have to be able to prepare and plan for next year's tax bill, uh, for next month's health insurance payment, for whatever it is that's, that's going to be coming up. And it's really important to be able to plan and budget for all those expenses that are going to be coming up in your life, because they'll sneak up on you. And if you've already spent that money on something thinking that you know that's money you've made, you could you know find yourself unable to pay for health insurance or pay for taxes. And um, you know, it's it's happened to people before and it's 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 smart to be very careful with it and very aware of what's coming up in your future.
1: Yeah, I think one thing too, um, and I know we keep like just going back and forth and I I just keep thinking of random things, but um when you when you are leaving that office job or nine to five or whatever you want to call it, um, you know, make sure and your HR person should walk you through this, but make sure you are getting access to your retirement plan because that is something that will follow you. You you yeah. can cash it out at any time. Don't do that, but you can cash it out anytime. But you know, those those things do follow you. And it's not like you just lose it. So make sure you know what company that is, who it's with, all that important stuff. And also, um, I was fortunate enough to be able to with my old or insurance company for an additional year after I left my 9 to 5 before I had to go and get on my own insurance plan. Mm-hmm. So ask your company if that is something that's an option because I was fortunate enough to be able to pay just a little bit more than I was paying when I was working my 9 to 5 um, before I had to just go off on my own entirely on my own plan. So do ask if that's something, um, I, I guess I never really explored that or knew that was an option until I left this last job, and maybe it was because I was freelancing and not going to another um company itself, but or I wouldn't say company but you know another like established company, if you will um so you know be sure to ask about that because that's really helpful in the beginning
0: yeah. All right. I think those are all solid bits. Why don't we summarize and jump in if I miss something so from the beginning ten ninety nine When you're working and getting paid for another company as a freelancer. Um, From there, deciding if you want to start the LLC process, LLCs protect you, you know, in short from if you get sued, it protects your assets, Rachel.
2: Uh, Yeah. Yeah. If you have an LLC and something bad happens and somebody pursues you, they can't pursue your personal assets. They can only pursue the assets within the LLC. So. It gives you some personal protection, kind of a shield um, from, from someone being able to actually take your house or something like that. And there are certain ways or certain times where that um, there, there are exceptions, but in general, sure. it's going to protect you 99% of the time. All
0: right. And then from LLC, obviously staying like compulsively organized from the beginning will help you in the long run. You'll thank yourself later. I definitely didn't stay as organized. I should have in the beginning and I had to backtrack and it took so long to get things to where I wanted them after I kind of moved along the line. Um, there's a ton of tools and resources such as QuickBooks, uh, Basecamp for project organization. Uh, I love Trello. Uh, I think Trello is free in the beginning too, to mm-hmm. use, which is awesome. And then also, you know, talking to somebody in accounting, I think is important, uh, we had to, we changed how we. What was it, how we file our company? We were now like a, was it S corp now? Joe? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, yeah. So now, yeah, LLC now we're an S corp.
2: Filing is an S corp.
0: Yep. Okay. There you go. Thank you. <laughs> it's Thanks, confusing. <laughs> yeah. That's, this is Joel's expertise. It's why he's here for this one. <laughs> so we're an LLC following S corp, which I would have never known to do that without talking to like a business accountant about what we should and shouldn't do.
2: Uh, you know, I think I think that's a pretty good summary. You know, there's there's a lot to think about when you decide to go out on your own, um, and it can be daunting, but it can also be very exciting. Uh, and the don't over don't no matter what we're saying here, also just don't <laughs> overthink it. You know, yeah, you can you it can spend like the right your choice, entire yeah you can spend your entire life waiting for that right moment to do it. And in life, sometimes you got to make a couple of mistakes before you find the right way to do it. And you're not going to have it right the first time you do it. So you just got to go out and and start, you know, swinging at some stuff and, and seeing what makes contact. Uh, and you know, yeah. eventually you'll get there. And just be willing to know that you you need to a not get it right on the first the first try, and b Look for advice from people that will will give you the advice because a lot of people have gone through this before and they want to help you, you know, do it the right way. And if they don't want to help you, they're fine. Someone else will, you know, but-
0: (laughs) uh, You can always reach out to us. Yeah. Yeah, Through all of our social media platforms, we're always happy to talk about it. Ours is uh, at your social gathering on Instagram, probably the best way to reach us.
1: If you're listening on uh, your favorite podcast app, feel free to subscribe to us. And if you like us, go ahead and give us a rating.